The Guardian. Hello, I'm Non Pratt for the Guardian Children's Books podcast and I'm just going to do a reading from my book called Trouble which is about a girl, Hannah, who finds out that she's pregnant and Aaron, the new boy at school, who isn't pregnant but volunteers to pretend to be the baby's father. The book is told in alternating perspectives between Hannah and Aaron. Friday, 2nd October. Hannah. Lola isn't eating her beans. They're green, so you can't blame her. Baked wouldn't be a problem. Mum works late on Fridays, so tea time's always a little bit... tense. Despite having raised a teenage son already, Robert has a hard time keeping a grip on his youngest. And me. He manages to get Lola to eat one bean and considers that a win ignoring the fact that she then eats her pudding and half of mine on top. Afterwards, Lola insists on doing my hair before she starts on her fluffy kitty collection. By the time she finishes, I'm not sure who looks worse, me or Princess Purry. Thankfully, my grooming session is cut short by a text from Katie. See you in ten. Which is code for, get the drinks in. I don't have far to go. Before he left, my stepbrother had a massive party... And because Robert is Robert and Jay is Jay, Robert gave him loads of money for it. Way more than any normal dad would. But Robert likes to flash the cash, especially on his only son. Anyway, Jay overbought on the booze and because I was helping him order, he overbought on the sort of booze that I liked. I reckon that was the best night of my life. Worst ever morning after. I might miss Jay... But at least the stash he left me under his bed means I don't have to miss having someone around to buy me alcohol. Aaron. For the last four weeks, the highlight of my social calendar has been the two hours after school on Fridays when Dad drops me off at Cedarfields, a local old folks' home, where I spend time with some of the lonelier residents. Despite spending most of my time there being teased, patronised or ignored by people who consider the television better company than me... I somehow find it more enticing than the prospect of actually going out. But I have a deal with my parents, which is that if someone makes an effort to be friendly, I'll make an effort too. When I told Mum that my lunch on the top dog table resulted in an invitation to hang out at the park tonight, she threw her arms around me and squeezed until I expired. Dad prized her off, but even then she was so overwhelmed that she started rubbing my back. If you're going to act like this every time I go out, then it's going to put me off, I said, and she instantly withdrew her hand. The last thing she wants to do is jeopardise my reluctant steps towards integration. Which park? Mum. The one by the river. Who with? Dad. Tyrone and Rex and their friends? It was more likely Dad would know their names than me. He's good at his job. Good enough to move into a reasonable teaching position at a reasonable school at a very reasonable speed and get his son into the same school, no questions asked. At least, no questions that I know about. The basketball lot asked you to the park, Dad said. 
his voice incredulous. I'm not known for my sporting prowess. It's not like they asked me to take a shot before they invited me along. Just as well, Mum replied, and I let her give me another hug. I'm doing this for her, after all. So now, with my father's blessing and a scarf foisted on me by my mother, I'm standing outside an off-licence which is far enough from our house that my parents won't know about it, wondering if I can pass for 18. I don't want to go in, and I don't want to drink whatever it is that I buy, but this is what's expected, and I have promised my parents that I will try. Hello, I'm Mel Nunnally. I'm going to interview Non Pratt about her new book that was a very good book. It's a modern book. It's not something about people who don't exist. Um, how did you first get into writing? I first started writing when I was 14 because I couldn't find enough books that were about what I wanted to be reading about. I wanted to be reading about teenagers who were like me and who were doing the same kind of things. There just weren't that many when I was a teen. So I started writing what I wanted to read and I didn't really stop. Why are you writing a book about a subject that's been written about a lot before? I don't think you have any control over what you want to write about. I just randomly started thinking that I'd like to write a book about, well, always wanted to write books about teenagers that were real. And then I think I started watching some like teenage mom pregnancy programs and the two sort of came together and I just wanted to start writing a story about Hannah. So I didn't really know or acknowledge that these subjects had already been tackled. I just wrote. When you were thinking of the story, did you think of the characters first or the plot first? I am very, very much a character person. I I find plot really hard. In this instance, Hannah came very, very easily and very quickly. And actually, because she's pregnant, that kind of informs the plot anyway. So everything to do with her just appeared. And then because I actually didn't want to read a book that was only about teenage pregnancy, I didn't want to write one that was only about teenage pregnancy, I then thought about Aaron. But he didn't really have any story beyond his friendship with Hannah. He just had like a massive plot hole behind him. So I I worked on the characters until I had to address the problem of him having a backstory. Do any of the names, Aaron and Hannah in particular, have any significance to you? No, I just quite like them. There is somebody called Hannah Shepherd that I know and I sort of stole her name, but she seems very gracious about it and she doesn't really mind, um, although she's nothing like Hannah in the book as far as I know. <laughs> Did you always know which gender the baby would be? I don't know. I'm thinking. Uh, no, I didn't always know what gender the baby was going to be. I think I changed my mind halfway through. Are you for teenage pregnancy or against it? Well, I think that's a really good question. I'm not sure that I would specifically say that I'm for it in that I want everybody to go out and get pregnant immediately they turn 16. But at the same time, I do think that society is really judgmental of people who do get pregnant when they are teenagers. And I would really like society not to be. I think that people are allowed to make their decisions however they want, really. And I think that a lot of what we do is tell teenagers that they're not capable of making decisions that they actually are. So both for it, as in we support the people who become pregnant, but also against it, as in I'm not suggesting that everybody has to go out and do it immediately. How did you decide to format the text in the book as you did with the two different characters? I 
I've always really liked reading alternating perspectives, dual narratives. I don't know, as I said, I didn't want to write a book that was only focused on teenage pregnancy. So I didn't only want to write Hannah's point of view. So it just made sense to just sort of alternate between her point of view and Aaron's point of view. Are any of the book events in the book based on any real-life experiences? Sort of. I think when you're a writer, you sort of borrow very heavily from your own life. So a lot of this is kind of inspired by the sorts of things that I did when I was a teenager, certainly the hanging out in the park. I don't think there's been a single person who's read this book who hasn't identified with the idea of, of hanging out in the park. And possibly like the group dynamics and things like that. But I don't think any, certainly no specific characters and no sort of specific events, but just the way people are, I suppose. Um, How did you make the change from publishing to writing? Well, I was always writing anyway. So even when I was working as an editor in publishing, I was still writing. And then I do think that it helped that I saw lots of people getting published. And and I think when you see it happening, it doesn't seem so daunting or like something that only happens to extremely lucky people. So I thought I may as well have a go. And I sent it to a friend of mine who's a writer, recommended I send it to his agent. And then she liked it. And so she chose to send it to some publishers on my behalf. And then I got published and it was very exciting. And I left my job in publishing three months ago. So just before the book came out. Who was your main inspiration to start writing? I've always just really liked imagining and making up stories. So I think I just sort of carried on. Nowadays, when I want to write, I listen to music. I really like American pop punk, which is the sort of stuff that I was listening to when I was 14. And I really like films and TV, so like Buffy the Vampire Slayer makes me want to write books. I don't think I look at any specific writers and think, I want to write like that. I just enjoy reading their books so much. I just It's all reading for me. Why did you choose to write books? Why not uh, scripts or poems? Poetry, because I'm really, really bad at short forms I think basically the shorter something is the harder it is to write I'm very lazy and I don't don't have the required discipline to hone something that's small into something perfect which I think poetry really really needs to be with scripts I think it was just because I read books therefore I knew that they needed to be written whereas with scripts I don't suppose I really sort of thought about it very much I I do really, really enjoy writing dialogue. So, I mean, it's something that I think I'd probably have been interested in if I knew more about it. What is the overall message of the book? I don't know. I think that's up for every reader to decide. For me, uh, what I would like people to take away is that I really like the idea that you shouldn't judge people for their circumstances without knowing a lot more about it. Because in the book, Hannah's friends are very judgmental. The people at school are really judgmental. And I kind of like someone maybe to walk away feeling that that's not the best way to be. But I think I'd also just like people to walk away hopeful, I suppose, that everything will eventually work its way out. Are you trying to relate the subject in the book to current affairs? I mean, I suppose I finished it about 18 months ago, so... Uh, it would be di- it's dangerous to try and write books thinking about what's happening in the news at the time that you're writing them because they're then going to be published so long afterwards. But having said that, I don't think that something like teenage pregnancy is something that really changes very much or very significantly every every release of like the figures 
as to whether or not teenage pregnancy rates are improving, it's always like incremental. It will always be something that's worth talking about. For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com/audio.